Welcome to the Games Gone podcast with me, Tom Ross. We've had great reaction from you over the last uh, few weeks. Thanks very much indeed. If you leave a review, we'd love to hear from you. Good, bad or indifferent. And my guest this week, I'm thrilled to say, is former West Brom midfielder, it's Richard Sneakers. Is it Sneaks or Sneakers? Sneakers. 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 Because it's, it's, it's Dutch. It's Dutch, yeah, yeah, Dutch. yeah. A lot of people have called me worse than that. So, you know, <laughs> whatever they call me, Sneaks, it, it is fine. <laughs> When you got that one goal against Birmingham, oh, where you gosh. didn't have you didn't have a chance in the game on no. you that one, yeah, yeah. I called you a lot Different. worse. Yeah, no, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so, uh, tell us though about um, a young lad, Dutch young lad yes. in Holland, joining Ajax. I mean, it can't be any better for a young Dutch lad, can it? No, it was, it was unbelievable. I uh, I was playing for a club called DWS, which in the sixties and seventies were you know they, they were champions of Holland. Mm. Uh, then turned back into an amateur club and amalgamated with two other teams to make FC Amsterdam in, in 1972. Uh, they went bankrupt and then DWS started started uh, existing again. You know, you've got the likes of Gullit, Rijkaard, who, who played for them in the in the amateur section. So I was there from the uh, from the age of eight. I couldn't you couldn't play until you were eight. So on the 30th of October, I became you know I was eight years old. Yeah. I was on my mom's bike. Uh, sitting on the back and she took me to my uh, first game and um, I'd always had Puma Cruyffs you know from when I was younger I always have a kick about with uh, with my uh, with my granddad and it was my birthday so I opened this box and I was expecting some Adidas or some Pumas and it was uh, there were black Chinese football boots with red laces <laughs> so you can imagine how I felt I didn't want to play but uh, I went in the end and uh, you know the, the rest is history I, I stayed there till I was 14 mm. I was quick uh, played up front you know I had good skills front. yeah played up front played as a striker number nine um, I was quick good on the ball scored a lot of goals and uh, Johan Cruyff's right hand man Tony Brownslot who, uh, who died I think last year as well mm. Uh, who's a very renowned scout and opposition coach uh, for for many many uh, coaches that that was that was there after after Johan Cruyff uh, rang me you know on the old uh, ringer phone yeah <laughs> and uh, he said uh, Tony Brownslot uh, you know we've been watching you for a while how do you fancy coming to to Ajax so I said oh you know I've, I've got to have a little think about it because I wasn't too sure I was a little bit insecure of going somewhere so I said I'll ring my friend. If they've asked me, the, the, I bet you they've asked him as well. So I rang Pascal and said, uh, have you had a phone call from Ajax? He said, yeah. I said, what should we do? He said, do you want to go? I said, well, if you go, I'll go. And, and that's, you know, oh. the, the end of it. So I was there from the, the age of uh, 14 till 19. Uh, in Holland, it's a little bit different. Yeah. The age groups go over two years, yeah. unlike in, in, in England. So I was 14. That caught, that, in that case, you were a B junior. So right. 14 to 16. So I was a first year, first yeah. year B junior. But straight away I went into B1 and, uh, and, and it just, just went from there. You know, just to give you an example, uh, Dennis Burkamp uh, did his paper round every Wednesday with his dad where I used to live. And Dennis played in B2. <laughs> he played in B2. You know, was wow. a, was a, was a, a centre half yeah. who could just run in straight lines. Dennis Burkamp. Dennis Burkamp. Centre half. Centre half. Played the team below me. And you know you can you can see what what's become of him. I say I tell this story to to other people as well. You know if you if you ask Dennis, he didn't play for Holland under 15s, 16s, 17s, 18s, under 21s. Didn't play for any of these. Never got picked. Never always got overlooked. And you look at the career that he that he had. But oh. that was that was all. You know the doing of of the big man himself. You know if he believed in you, he would just throw you in. And uh, that happened. Uh, when I was sixteen, did you get did you get to meet? I mean, did you talk to Cruyff and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used wow. to used to used to train with them, and uh, you know, he 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 saw he saw something in me. So um, I was playing in A one A one juniors, yeah. so sixteen to eighteen. I was only sixteen, so uh, I was probably one of the youngest there. And Cor uh, van der Hart, who was a, a was a Dutch international, yeah. was our coach, and he uh, he said to me, he said, Richard, you're going with the first team tomorrow. I went, what do you mean? He said, you're going with the first team tomorrow. I've spoken to Johan, you're going. I said, no, nah, I'm going. He went, are you mad? I said, no, I'm not going, I'm too young. I don't want to be, you know. He said, you are going, no matter what. So played go at Eagles away and uh, didn't put me on the bench. But it was just so I could get a feel for stuff and, you know, being around, being around the players. 
And then I made my debut a couple of weeks later, you know, as a 16-year-old, youngest player at that moment in time to have ever played for Ajax first team wow. against Harlem, came on for the last 15 minutes. And, uh, and and that was it. I was training with the first team. Johan was still training himself. And I was explaining this to, you know, to, to people who now see how times have changed. You know, if you pass the ball to Cruyff and it didn't reach him or it was a, a meter out of way, it was a bad pass from you and you got absolutely bollocked. Yeah. If you gave him the right pass, but he miscontrolled, you still got bollocked because <laughs> it was still the wrong pass. So that, you know, and it's... And, and all the older players were, you know, were exactly the same. And I say to people now, if I think back, wow. it was character building, but, you know, there was probably, you know, a lot of it was bullying. But for them, it was character building. If you couldn't withstand those sort of pressures, they knew you weren't good enough to, to play in the first team. And Because you know, there's I'm, pressure there, isn't well, it? Well, of course there is. And, and I'm glad, you know, that I, that I went through, through the procedure, you know, and... Uh, Made my made my first team debut and then um, then just went back to A one you know and he just put me back into a, then I was captain of the the under twenty one so I, it it all went really soon and um, so yeah he was he was always around what you've got to understand about Ajax is that the training ground of the old stadium and even the new one it's called the future you know the the first team training pitch is right next to all the the U well, team yeah, training yeah, pitches. Yeah. And Johan, you always used to be in the canteen, and you know it was just like a normal. It was a, f a family, and uh, he'd say to me, you know, Richard, you, I think you're very talented, and you could make it. But if you don't make it, his words were, I won't eat a slice of bread less because all I'll do is I'll open another tin, and there'll be seven, eight who are willing to take your place. So it's entirely up to you, you know, what you what you want to do. So, uh, so yeah, not absolute. The man is the man was. Was he the best player in training? He was, you know, he, oh, man, he was, he was, he was unreal. He was, seriously, he was, he was unreal. You just, you know, I remember when, when I, when I first went there as a youngster, we had a season ticket, so you, you go and watch him and just glides over the pitch and, you know, as a man, re really nice guy, but very high demands, and and. Isn't that as it should be? It is, of course, it is. You know, but but as as a youngster, sometimes you'd think you know the demands might be that a little bit too high. But that was what it was at Ajax. You know, I remember going to a, to an international tournament in in Switzerland. We played Inter Milan in the in the final. We lost on penalties. We came home and they chucked the trophy in the bin. You know, because only first counted for Ajax, and that was first. That that was it. Nothing Everybody, else nothing else. Everything was geared to the first. Everything was geared to the first team, and that was the, the the beauty about what he created is that every team played 4-3-3 the keeper was the sweeper even then yeah every they played 4-3-3 it's just, it was just a lot more rigid where yeah. he used to say the wingers had to have chalk on their boots so but yeah. then the keeper was a sweeper one of the center halves used to go into midfield and then one of the midfielders would become a second striker next yeah. to Van Basten. So yeah. then it would be one, three, three, four yeah. when you're attacking. When you've got the ball and we, when, without the ball, it was they, they, yeah, they'll yeah. try it back. But you know, the winger's task was to give it them and to take your opponent on and get across in the box. You know, and it, and it, and it was everything was based on based on skill and and entertainment, but functionality and 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 winning. You know, that, that's winning. all that counted. There wasn't there wasn't anything else. Does anything it. else matter than winning? Seriously. Uh, and now it does. <laughs> if you play under race, there's no tables. There's no. There's no. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I can, I can understand yeah. it. You know the way times have changed, and you've got to go with it. But back then, it was winning. It was th that was all the count first. So they put that in your mind from an early oh, age. Oh yeah, yeah. It, that, that's what it was. You know, first or nothing. That's 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 what their mentality was. And uh, you know, I stayed till I was uh, nineteen. And I was captain of the reserves. I'd had a few run-ins because I thought I knew, knew better than, than anybody else. Don't we all? Yeah. So, um, signed a contract and uh, I just wanted to first-team football. So, there was a couple of clubs interested. So, I went on loan for a year. Went to Volendam. Yes. Uh, played 32 games. I was injured for two. I scored eight goals. So, then Ajax wanted me back. But I just thought I was going to be, you know, starting off in, in the reserves or in the under-21s again. Which I didn't want, so I got transferred. And you know, people say, you know, would you have stayed that little bit longer? Would it? I, I don't know, but 
you know, you can't have any regrets, can you? No, but I mean, it didn't escape my attention that little name you threw in there, Van Basten. Oh, goodness sake! I mean, how good was he? he seriously, he was unreal. He's three years older than me, so I was sixteen. He would have been nineteen, maybe twenty. And then you, then you had uh, Arnold Muren playing. On, went to on Ipswich. The, and went to Ipswich and Manu. So he played. He played left midfield. Jan Wouters, who went to Rangers, big tackling midfielder. Yeah, Koeman, who was the the, the one who yeah. moved into midfield. Uh, Frank Reichardt played played, <laughs> but then then you had Robbie Dewitt, yeah. who I always say people go go. He he, he had a he had a he had a brain hemorrhage mm-hmm. and the lasering went wrong, so he's never the same. He's never been the same after. But then on the other side, you had Gerald Farnenberger, who I think was was the, one of the most gifted technically footballers that Holland have ever had so he played on, on the right hand side the team was just 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 unreal I remember when I played my second game it was the year after they just won the the Cup Winners Cup against uh, Lokomotiv Leipzig you know in somewhere and uh, we played Feyenoord at home um, that's a big game isn't it at the Olympic Stadium so there's 65,000 there so uh, they come around with the cup so he says to me Cruyff just go and run with them just go and run do a lap and I went no I haven't participated so I came on after about 60 minutes for Rijkaard and we lost 3-1 but that is you know if you talk about derbies and I know people talk about Rangers Celtic Ajax Feyenoord is hostile to say to say the very very least so uh, so yeah but Van Basten is you know, he, he was something different. You know, had to retire at the age of yeah, twenty nine. Yeah. Had the ankles of a seventy year old. Still got pins in him now. So, just just unreal. You know what the man could do. So why? I mean, firstly, two things. Why did did Cruyff te- ever teach you that Cruyff turn? <laughs> no, no, no. It was something that that, that you know would would come. Would, I, think I felt would come for that fallback. Oh my god! And he used to do it all the time. But he was so lanky. And my friend who. who Who's a, who's a coach, you know, in non-league football as well. He, he he loves the olden times, and he keeps sending me stuff from from Cruyff, you know, from the yeah. the European <laughs> Cup finals in seventy seventy four. And when you look at him, he, I said to him the other day, he said, "Did you see in the in the little thing how many times he lost the ball?" And he just carried on. He just had no fear. No fear. But oh, he just he just <laughs> was gliding over the pitch. It was just 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 unbelievable. It was a massive shock when he. When he when he died, you know what I mean. So uh, we knew he had lung cancer because he'd been smoking for a long. But in long the end, time, in yeah. the end, the way you know that I understand is that he euthanized. So uh, sixty eight. Well, I, I mean, for me, I always say there's there's top class, there's world class, and there's a class above world class. Yeah. And I think Cruyff's one of those yeah. that goes it's into that. It's the ones that you extra special. Yeah, the ones that you. Think about and you think about you know then you think about think about Maradona, Pele, Pele, you know yeah. Beckenbauer, yeah. you know you talk about the ones that that stand out, stand out. You know, I I think personally, and I know no Englishman wants to be reminded, but Maradona I think is oh. is one of the the best that 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 I have seen personally. You know, you look at the the, the I current saw Pele live, and I, oh. and and let's not forget George Best. Oh, I was just going to say that. Can you imagine these players oh. playing on current pitches? Nobody kicking them. How good would they be? <laughs> how how much money would they? It, uh, they it's just it's just unimaginable. Imagine Cruyff, who everybody oh. targeted him, and imagine oh. him being played on today's pitches, and nobody nobody kicking him, and not wearing shin pads. Yeah, you know, yeah. in them days, it wasn't compulsory, so they just they were just. Flying, oh, it's just it's just unbelievable to think about it, and it's just a pity that it can't be compared. And you know, there isn't well, we do know that they could play today, yeah, because of no kicking, referees looking after them, and great pitches. But we, <laughs> but nobody could could swear hand on heart that Messi and uh, Ronaldo could play then with everybody kicking them. No. I'm sure they would adapt, but you don't know, dear. But we no. do know that without without the terrible treatment. The other thing is, tell me why the Dutch and Ajax in particular produce these great players. It's just because they've got you know the choice, and and you know the players want to come and play for them. When when like I said, I went there when I was fourteen. At the age of fifteen, it was the first two brothers yeah. that Ajax paid for. 
pay them expenses to come from outside the the Amsterdam area, right. which were the Ronald de Boer and, and Frank de Boer. So they were the first one that they were actually paying uh, expenses for, you know, to come and to come and play for the club. So the the the, the attachment area, you know, where the, what they can reach with Ajax, because people know that once you. The, the thing was though, if you, if you played for Ajax, you knew you'd have a career in football. You know, if you make your debut, just because you went, just because you went to Ajax. Yeah. You know, it was just such a good schooling. And if I think back, you know, and I'm thinking about the culture that I that I had, they weren't even ex-players. You know, that they, they no. no, they weren't. You know, it was just they were just be able to attract the best players. And this is where I think it works well. They were able to attract the the, the best players. Played them in a, in a, in a system where everybody knew what they were doing, and the Ajax DNA, certain, wasn't it? Yeah, and if you had a certain quality, they'd put you there, and and you would thrive anyway. But Cruyff would be would be different. He would say today, oh, uh, today I want I want you to I want you to play left back. He would go, why? <laughs> Do you want me to play left back? But he did it for the, so you'd start using your left foot, you know. And if yeah. he didn't use your left, he would go absolutely balmy at you. You know what I mean? And so all these things when now, oh, the the kids go, oh. He's got to play in that position. He's got to play in that position. Yeah. He's there just to stereotype him and 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 put that little bit of a a wall where yeah. this is what you do. He just didn't believe in it. You you had to have a bit of everything. everything that's why. About that's why. They, yeah. But the, the good thing was, say if I, I was I was a right winger, or I was a number ten, I could literally say from the under eights, you could throw you into the first team, and of course physically and mentally yeah. and technically you you. But you will know what your, you wouldn't your role be, was. You wouldn't be surprised. No, and you would know what your role yeah. is, and that that is the beauty, and that is, you know, Guardiola will say it all the time. It's it's it's. It, it, to be fair, if you, if you look at it and, and the way we're playing now, he's the one who shaped that, in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I know Dave Dave they've changed it because Man City don't always play with a, with a number nine, which Ajax always did. The two wingers, like I said, were very rigid. Couldn't yeah. really, you know, the fullbacks. The fullbacks in them days, the left and the right back, were the two worst players because they just <laughs> no, but they just had to defend. They just had to sit there, yeah. making sure that the others could play. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, uh, it's 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 the cornerstone. It, it's he is for me what football is today. You know, he wouldn't he he wouldn't have liked. You know, because I've seen seen him. You know, watching he was a columnist or, or a, a pundit for the Dutch television yeah. and he would and he would always criticise and you know and always oh Cruyff is always bitter and bloody bloody blah but that that's what he was that, 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 he wanted it perfect take that away and he probably wouldn't have been the manager no, or player no it's, it's, but it's, it's funny you know because he's got all these quotes if anybody has ever got any time on their hands which I'm sure they have just google some of Cruyff's quotes they, they are just once you read them and you read them again you understand yeah. what, what the man was all about yeah you know, before one of the things before I made the mistake, I didn't make the mistake. And you're thinking, oh, it's just. But then, if you think about it, yeah. he's already he's already thought yeah. three or four steps if, ahead. Yeah. So you won't make the mistake if exactly. you're thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. but no, a, a great, great guy. Great. So guy. you went on to Fortuna and yeah. you went to Switzerland, Locarno, yeah. and then England. Um, yeah. How did that move happen to Bolton? <laughs> I, I was I was in uh, in, in Switzerland and. Uh, I still had a year left at Fortuna, so we moved back. And as I moved back, two days later, the agent rang, the uh, the good old agent in them days, who who had loads of players because there wasn't many of them about, not the three hundred fifty million that you know trying to scramble for a player nowadays. Uh, said, oh, "I've got three teams in Switzerland that want you," and I went, "I've just moved Lockstack and Barrel back to to Holland, so I ain't going there." So I started training at Fortuna again. Pim Verbeek yeah. was the was the manager yeah. who was with Goose Hiddink yeah. Yeah. in South Korea. He was the yeah. manager of Australia and, and stuff like that. And he really wanted me to to stay. So uh, then the agent rang and he said, uh, "No, there's there's two teams that that want you to to go and go and train with them." He said, "There's one in Spain and there's one in England." So I said, oh, "There's an easy choice. I'll go to Spain. <laughs> nice weather." <laughs> yeah. He said, "No, no, no. You've got to go to Bolton because it's all been set up. Uh, it's all been arranged." You're gonna fly over to to Manchester and, and and go with them on a week's training camp. So we went to Dingwall. Dingwall. <laughs> well, as an Englishman, probably nobody's ever been to the most northern point of of of, of the UK. <laughs> so that was an eye opener. So we played Dunfermline on the way, and 
played in midfield. I just didn't know what hit me. You know, I mean, ball was just flying over my head. Couldn't get in the game. So uh, Ian McNeil, Dixie McNeil, was yeah. the was the chief scout with uh, with Bruce and with Colin Todd. Yeah, Bruce so, Rioch was the manager at the Bruce time. Rioch Colin the Todd man- was his assistant. Yeah, the assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he came up to me and said, "We know you're a good player. You've got to show more." Because I said, "No, I understand." So then we played Ross County. So we won three one. I scored two and was man of the match. And then we played Infinite Caledonian Tissot. Yeah, yeah. I scored one. Came off at half time, and that was it. Deal was deal was done. So uh, flew back to Holland. Uh, you know, packed our packed stuff up. and 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 moved over to to a hotel. So, uh, so yeah. When I first came over, I wasn't known in in Holland for my uh, tackling and heading skills, which I probably wasn't. You know, in the years after. So, uh, when I went there, people were really surprised. I wasn't suited to English football, and they were pretty sure I was back within a month. So, still here now. Still here now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who who was in the team that Bolton team? So you had uh, we had Branny in goal, Keith Brannigan in goal, uh, Scott Green, uh, Goodney Berkson, uh, Simon Coleman, Jimmy Phillips, yeah. uh, Alan Thompson, Jason McAteer, Stubbsy. Good players. Yeah, we had a we had a really good side. Yeah, good David players. Lee, Owen yeah. Coyle, yeah, um, Owen McGinn, yeah. McGinn up front yeah. with Mixu Patelain. Yeah. So we had a, he we was had a, decent as well. Yeah. 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 So we had a re- we had a really good side. Um, so first year in English football, got to the uh, the final of the, uh, which is now the Capital One Cup or Capital, yeah. Capital no, One Carabao Cup. Oh, Carabao Cup. Yeah, yeah. against Liverpool, uh, which is just an, an unforgettable, incredible experience. I played there at uh, at Wembley. This is a this is quite a good story as well because um, I was I was was England on the fifteens against Holland on the fifteens. Uh, I was a number 10 for Ajax and uh, the national team coach Bert van Linge who was Dick Advocaat's assistant mm. for donkey's years thought it would be good that I played right back that day so <laughs> I, was, I was I wasn't entirely happy as you, you just can told imagine. us your tackling weren't that oh bit. <laughs> my god so I was thinking so we lost 4-1 and who scored a hat-trick their left winger. Oh my days! So it wasn't a, it wasn't, a, wasn't a good, uh, it wasn't a good day. So this left winger, you know, is now, is now, is now a good friend of mine. Played for Aston Villa, uh, played for Port Vale, played for Fortuna Sittard as well. Who's that? Mark Burke. Oh, Mark Burke. I see Mark all the time. So yeah. So yeah. ask him about the story. So played against Mark. Mark. Oh, so that is whenever I see him, it's oh, he brings it up, and you know, it's an it's an embarrassing story. Um, so yeah, that was so that was my experience yeah. of Wembley. Sixty thousand people. My granddad, my grand, my whole family was there. It was it was just unbelievable. Yeah. It's one sinner. This, but this is what people don't understand, and that's why it's such a sad thing that the FA Cup is now really much devalued to play there I would go home on a, on a Saturday as an 8 year old or a 9 year old and watch the FA Cup final on, you could only watch it yeah. on Belgian television greatest game in the home. world oh, yeah. and that is your dream to play there what's for every young Englishman as well Unbelievable! Been so, devalued now. I have to oh, say. oh no! Of course, but them troop, the them towers. Yeah. That is just. And but then you know the day, just the suits and driving up and, oh, just trying to drive through and there's people everywhere, and then I did the game was just a daze. You know, Liverpool were probably way too good for us. So we lost two one, but just an unforgettable experience. Uh, and then later on in the year, we uh, we of course played there again in the uh, playoff playoff final playoff against final. Reading. 2-0 down yeah. they missed the penalty and uh, we won 4-3 so my first year in England when everybody said I would be back in a month was the Carabao Cup or the Coca-Cola Cup final and, no the uh, FA Cup final was that no no it wasn't the it, FA it was, the, it was the League Cup which it was, was the Coca-Cola I think Cup it was the Coca-Cola final. it was the Coca-Cola Cup final yeah. it's yeah. had a lot of names it has it has but it's a Carabao <laughs> Cup now so we and then to to go up through the playoffs it's unbelievable so I was making the most money that I've ever made and then just got double the money <laughs> to to go and play in the Premier League, so it was it was just it was just a dream, un- wasn't it? It was just dream. unbelievable. Living the dream. And Bruce loved me, you know. So I was I was oh I was it was just it was just great. If he didn't like you, I, you, you were. I played in a few charity matches with him, did. and let me tell you, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of wow <laughs> Bruce. Rioch. Wow, Jesus Christ! I remember the youngsters coming in winter. It was snowing. They had tracksuit bottoms on, and he just made them all take them all off because yep. you know, he wasn't wearing them. So you're definitely not wearing them. And then, oh my God, I remember coming in at Port Vale, 
uh, Joe Allen, I'll never forget it. Joe Allen, not the Joe Allen at Stoke. Yeah. Uh, toothless Joe Allen up front for Port Vale, scored in the last minute a 1 1. So we hadn't even lost. <laughs> he just comes down, we're sitting on everything, oh, this is, you know, really quiet. It's so he pours himself a cup of tea. And as he's about to take a sip, he just smashed it on the on the on the on the wall in the in the changing room, and everybody, oh my God! If he got angry, then you'd better. And if he didn't like you, it was uh, it was very difficult. But then again, we played Swindon in the uh, semi-final of the Coca-Cola Cup. Yeah. They won two-one. They were one 0 up at half time. He comes in. And he used to have these large tubs of Lucasade yeah. with a little tap, yeah. you know, for, like a yeah, wine yeah, tap yeah. to. Uh, <laughs> Scott Green had a, had a couple of looks like in his hand and he could see Bruce coming towards him and it just started shaking and it just fell out and then he smashed it out of his hand and then he grabbed the Lucasade ball and he threw it and everybody's suits were all covered so when you, when we put it on it was all sticking everywhere and and but we won 3-1 yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. uh, oh, Bruce was great I, I love Bruce it was, uh, uh, I saw Colin Todd recently to be fair he yeah. came to Birmingham City and I was having a chat with him as well because him and Bruce were a good item they were, oh, they were there some time um, but, but you know then came another move and how did that come West Brom so Bruce left Toddy took over and uh, Roy McFarland Roy McFarland yeah came, and uh, Ian Porterfield yeah. was the coach yeah. Ian was great former yeah. Sunderland yeah. scored a goal in the cup final unfortunately died way too yeah. way too way young, too young absolutely. Yeah, lovely 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 man and he still had three foreign, foreigners yeah. rule yeah, then that's right so I'd, I'd sat, sat on the sat in the stand a couple of times because we had lots of injuries and the three foreigners that they had had to yeah. play Sasa Churchit had come in at oh, that he went time. To Villa, of course. He did, yeah. So he was he was unbelievable, by the way. What what a player! So uh, I saw him two years ago. He looked like a telly. Had his nose like a tel- Nobody looked like a telly tubby. <laughs> seriously, you remember how thin he was? Yeah. He oh, was absolutely. he 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 was seriously never seen anything like it. I couldn't. He drove Brian him. Little mad. Oh, oh God! To say that. <laughs> That's another another story another day. So I didn't play for a lot, and then um, so I had to play in the reserves. Every now and then, which you know, with the injuries, yeah. didn't play a lot. And then apparently, Bucko came and watched, and they put a bid in. So, calls me into his office and uh, and says, um, "We've got four or five clubs interested for you. One have made a concrete bid. Uh, the other one is Ipswich, Norwich, and I, there was another one. I can't remember what it was." Um, so I said, "Oh, okay." I wasn't, you know, yeah. this had never happened to me before because this is not the way you, you deal with such stuff in in Holland. So he said, uh, I want you to just go and, go and speak to him and, and don't come back. I went, what do you mean? He said, you come back. You, you, I don't want to see, I need the money to buy someone else. And you, so basically you're not wanting no, clear off. F off. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, I know we do things different than in Holland, but this is a, a little bit too much different. And the English boys would always go, you know, they'd accept it because they was probably used yeah. to it. And I wasn't. So uh, went to watch West Brom against Port Vale at home. I think they drew one all, and you know looked all right. So I come back. How was it? I went, yeah, it's fine. You made a decision. I, no, I think I need to watch them a little bit more. And he was he was going barmy. So uh, so now I watched them again, and they played Port Vale again in the uh, Anglo Italian Cup. Yeah. And I, I thought it was one one. Somebody told me the other day that they lost three one, but I'd seen enough. Yeah. There was enough quality there, so I make my decision. In the end. Still had a year to go. I got my signing off you from that year, so I was like, all of a sudden, Happy Jesus days. Christ, it's the most money I've ever made in a week. This is ridiculous. So, uh, so yeah, we came to West Brom to sign. Um, went upstairs, went in one of the suites. We got food. The kids got food. So my wife said, "Well, this is good." I said, "Well, <laughs> don't worry about it. This is only the one and only time you're going to have this. This is going to end soon if we sign." So. Uh, yeah, and the rest is history, you know, really. It was, uh, it was it just coming into something that, that was, you know, that, that was the right fit. You know, me, Bob and Andy were just on, on the same wavelength. I don't think Buck... Buck liked to play the game properly, though. He did, yeah, he did. Uh, but I don't think he realised that what happened, you know, that is, is what he envisaged, you know. Uh, but it, it's just, it was just on the same wavelength. And 
it was just it was just great. They knew how how I played, and I liked to run in behind, and 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 it suited our, our style of play. So uh, so yeah, no, it was it was great. I mean, you became quickly a cult hero there. Ten yeah. goals, thirteen games. Yeah. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, and probably then saved them from relegation. Yeah, but you know, people say that that was the start of of you know what was to come and. It's like the other night when you when you introduce on when when you say oh any any F- Birmingham fans and I thought oh no <laughs> you know I, I'm sometimes I'm just too embarrassed you know about it because people go, oh you saved us and you know, but there's ten other players you know what I mean Peter Butler came at the same time if he hadn't the been fans, there fans have heroes yeah I've well, done it we've all done it and yeah, you know if you, listen, if you talk to Birmingham City fans Trevor Francis never had a bad game in his life. But yeah. he did, and he'll tell you himself he did. Yeah. But it's just the way we fans are. It is, and but it's it's see, it's not the way that I that I grew up, and yeah. that that's and that's funny. I said it. I told somebody the other day after twenty six years in England, that's probably the one thing I I still you know don't really get. You know the the adoration of, of somebody. All the fans wearing blonde wigs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I wish I'd kept a few. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Me too. <laughs> but. It's it's. I remember, you know, one of the fans, their their son had died of leukemia two days before, and he said, you know, my son would have wanted me to come to the game, and and I just, okay. I just, I just, I just couldn't. That that is the Emotion, one. That, that's yeah. the one time, maybe where I still, after twenty six years, don't understand the one. The one. The closest we have it in Holland is when Holland play. That is the, the closest. National team. The national yeah. team. Other than that, it's not. You know, it is. It is big. You know, I don't deny that, but. But it's not yeah, life or death. No, is it? no, no, no. I know, but I always try and play it down because it's just it. It feels embarrassing sometimes. You know what I mean? It's it's thirty years ago. No, no, it isn't. Twenty. We never forget. No, oh no, and that's <laughs> nice. No, it's <laughs> nice. But it, oh, my my dad always used to say, just act normal. That's crazy yeah. enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he's not wrong, by the way. No, he isn't. And and <laughs> and, I, and that's why. And when people, you know, I'm. I'm just a normal guy, you know, yeah. like okay, mum and yeah. a dad, mum and a dad, brother, you know, okay, we're just yeah. normal people in, from in the middle class. In the modern game, modesty is unusual, trust yeah, me. Yeah, but, no, but no. You mentioned there, Super, super Bob down yeah. the middle, but I always thought maybe Andy Hunt didn't get the recognition for his his work ethic. Mm. I've only just got back in back in touch with him. Yeah, so, I'm on uh, touch with him as well. Yeah, yeah, so he's looking to bring some uh, some players from Belize over to, yeah. you know, to train with... with uh, Great guy as well. Oh, Andy is, is class. His, his wife's Dutch, so... Oh, right, okay. Uh, Simona. She used to be MTV. So, uh, yeah, they're in Belize, so un- unbelievable. But Andy was Andy was a good player. You know, he, he, he had the legs. Bob was probably more the target yeah. man who held the ball up. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. A good combination. Yeah, the three of you were a great yeah, little. It was. It was really. It was really good. No, it was really good. So, uh, so yeah, Bucko. Bucko was funny. Oh, no, I just couldn't get. I was talking to to Paul Martin the other day, and I said, uh, you know, because we're talking about heading and not being heading. I said, can you remember when uh, at the end of the training session on a Friday, he said, oh, I know what you're going to say. I said, we'd line the balls up on the halfway line and just pummel them into the box, and they just had to head them, head them as far as they can. And then on a Monday, this is what Bucko used to do. He used to get all the the youth team lads, and we'd play four twenty-two or V twenty-two on half a pitch. Oh, I used to, oh I used God. to absolutely hate it. And he used to love it. Yeah. Friday afternoon, go to G. Uh, Friday morning, go to GKN. Ronnie Ronnie Allen was the the referee from upstairs. Him <laughs> and Arthur would bash you into the wall. And this is what I say to people nowadays: so you don't understand that Fridays sometimes was. Was harder than yeah, a Saturday, Saturday because yeah. it'd be young v old, England v the, the, v, v the, the foreigners, <laughs> yeah. and you wouldn't have shin pads on, and you would kick lumps out of each other, and you wasn't thinking about the next game, and you wasn't thinking about getting injured because, you know what, there was pride as a youngster. You wanted to beat the old ones, and the older ones like, oh, we're showing these youngsters, you know, that we still got life in the old dog. So uh, who else was in that team? I'm just trying to remember because I covered all them guys. Uh, um, Birch was. Uh, Daryl Burgess, yeah, 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 Raven, Hammy, good lad, Paul Raven, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, Ian Hamilton, another yeah. great, Paul Marden, uh, Donovan, Gilbert, um, yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that was yeah. about. Well, I'm in okay. touch with a lot of those guys still yeah, through yeah. social media, which yeah, is, and I see Daryl Burgess quite a lot. I mean, the, it was just something about that team that 
with added togetherness. They are, and that's why I said when I when I joined, I think they hadn't won in thirteen or yeah. something like that. But you could see that you know the potential was there, and uh, like I said, it, it just clicked. You know, it, it, it was great, and uh, couldn't be better, could he? Ten no, goals in no, thirteen for you, for you for you coming yeah. to a club. No, you can't argue. You can't argue about that. So, uh, so no, brilliant. All changed the year after when he when he brought Grovesy and he told me that I had stopped defending, and I went, "Are you for real?" <laughs> But you were the original attacking midfielder, weren't you? Yeah, was it? Yeah. Uh, what I used to do is just 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 running behind yeah. and just keep. You know, nowadays you're running behind, you don't get it. Second time you might still yeah. go. Third time you go. Oh no, I'm just you know standing. And people just you it's stop become, gambling. Wouldn't yeah, you? it's becoming ticky tacky football. Yeah. And you go and watch. I I don't really particularly watch it, but you go and watch the under twenty threes, and it's nobody crosses anymore. Mm. I, I say that you know, in non non league level, I said just go and watch as a striker. Go and watch Ian Rush. And tell me what he does yeah. that will give you five, six extra goals a season. Yeah, yeah. Just running across the first post, yeah. put the ball in that area, keeper don't want to go there, centre half has got to turn. It's a tap in, mm. you know, but it's, it's it, everything. It is a big issue that, you know, that, that I, I watch a lot of football and I talk to a lot of academy people, but getting to the byline and crossing, defenders have different questions to answer because they're facing their own goal. You're attacking the mm. ball. How can that not be? Still a, t- a major tactic. Uh, and you know what? What, <laughs> what I see more and more, defenders are quite happy for the cross to go into the box because they think, oh, we've probably got... Oh, seriously, it is just... It's criminal. In my eyes. Yeah. In my you eyes. You get a rocket years well, ago. Well, I, I, my philosophy is playing the opposition's half and then in the final third, you go and express yourself. Mm. Make good decisions, make better decisions than the opposite, opposition, do the simple things well. Give it to one, yeah. you know what? And, it, and it's it isn't. We talked about it before. You know, it ain't rocket science. The, the the fundamentals of the game are still the same. As long as we score more than you, you know, we'll win the game. And we talked about it, you know, before. And a two minutes. That's why I think a lot of you know ex players, the ones who you know my age around their fifties, aren't involved in in football anymore because you know computers have taken over. So can you imagine when, when we were playing and a manager goes, oh, we've just won three games in a row. Richard, fourth game, you know, never change your winning team. You look a little bit tired, you know what I mean? I'm going to leave you out. You'd go, are you, are you for real? You know, but now it is. Oh, I think this player can only play 55 games based on, based on the analysis that, that, yeah. that we have. And then I've got people, yeah, but that guy ran 13 mile. Yeah, but it's not. What, it's what he does what when he, he does. actually got the ball. You know what I mean? I, I remember saying, you know, Tutgay, Tut, uh, yeah. Tutgay, Steve Tutgay. No, yeah. the one at Blackburn. Oh no, Tutgay, the, uh, the, the, the player, the Turkish player, yeah, good player. Three, he three miles he used to run every game. Three miles, but what he did with the ball? He impacted the game exactly, and that is why I think analysis is it's not overrated, but it's it's overused and in in the wrong way for me sometimes. Should, surely it should be an aid. And not take over. Of course, you know it's 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 a player. A player can have 95 percent uh, ball completion, pass completion, but never pass a ball forward, never have an assist, never score a goal. I'd rather have sixty percent pass completion, but I've got ten assists and I've got fifteen goals. <laughs> yeah. You know it, but oh, and I think I think that is in the mind of players now. You know they they must think I must if my stats are high. It will probably get me a move or, or a better club yeah. somewhere, right? or I'll be dropped if they're not. Well, yeah, of course. No, it's just ah, oh. you, you're preaching to the converted. I have no, to say no, because it is, that. it is that. I mean, and, and I mean, you had a few managers, didn't you? Yeah. West Brom. Yeah. I mean, Ray Harford, brilliant. Um, who on before Albion games, me and him would go to the dogs on a Friday night because <laughs> <laughs> he loved his he loved his dog racing, Ray. But I used to sit with him. And how, how far ahead of his time was he? Because oh. I remember him sitting with him in those days, him saying, do you know what? I'm thinking of playing a game without any strikers at all mm. to see what they... Now everybody does it, yeah. false number nines. He was thinking about it 30 years, 40 oh, years ago. Unbelievable. Uh, he, 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 I remember this story and uh, he said, we were training we were training with Blackburn one of the nights and he said, uh, Kenny Dalglish trained with him and uh, he said he got the ball and... Uh, and he and he turned the other way where I was, and he said, 
there's no way he could have known where I was. So he said afterwards, how did, how did you know? He said, well, because of the floodlight, I saw your shadow, so I knew exactly where to turn, you know, and, wow. and, it's, and it's, it's just things like that. But Ray was brilliant, you know. Demeanor, if you look at Demeanor, you know, the most mis- miserable man <laughs> in the world, you know, you would say. You've when, never when seen you him see smile him. much. No. On a Friday, we had to train at one o'clock because he wanted to drive up from London, so uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was funny. But we play four five one. And, you know, it just reinvented, you know, we yeah. used to play four four two. Yeah. He was the first one to go when we defend, you know, we sit in and then we go yeah. and attack. We can have the second, you know, from the three midfielders go into the box. And, you know what, what he did was his training methods were, it was quite repetitive, but he kept you thinking because he would change one or two things every session. So oh, it I... was quite repetitive, but... He'd tweak one or two things, so you always had to be on your toes. Yeah. He'd involve everybody that was in Good. the squad, yeah. so it wasn't oh the eleven that are playing are the most important. He he would integrate absolutely everybody. So you know it was a massive shock to the system when you know he decided to to go closer to home and 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 and, and sign for QPR. You know an even bigger shock when he when he when he died. You mm. know all these years ago oh, because absolutely. wonderful wonderful man. How how difficult is it for a player? Because I think you you might have played under five five managers mm. there and caretakers as well. Plus, how difficult is it to have different ideas and and different voices? All how difficult is that for any yeah. footballer? It is no, it is it is difficult, and that's why I think sometimes now, you know, it either works or it, it doesn't work for you. It's uh, every and I, <laughs> that's why I think now, you know, in in, in the Premier League and, and maybe in the Championship, not so much where, you know. If you allow a manager to invest 150 million, 200 million, and they lose 10 games, yeah, you're going to have to sack him at some point. Yeah. But that are two, if, you, if you appoint somebody that is completely the, the opposite of what you've just sacked, that 200 pound investment might be worth nothing yeah. because he don't so because he wants to spend the same again. <laughs> of course, but you know, if he has got a completely different way of playing, then these. 200 million that you've just spent in the summer is worth nothing all of a sudden because you're not going to play them. So I think it's it's a, it's a catch-22 20, situation where, you know, nowadays managers, it is difficult. You've got a short shelf life, but, you know, the the, the rewards, if you get there, are, are huge. But then you look at, you know, your Steve Bruce's, you know, the, the treatment that they get, Pulis, Warnock, you know, it, it's... it's Football has... has Completely changed, you know, from from on and off the terraces. By the it way. is, it is. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. Like I said, I said to people, <laughs> this is so. Um, at Redditch, we 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 played someone. We play four two three one, and uh, I think we're losing one nil. And so in the end, we went four four two. So the guy played in number ten comes up to me after the game. He said, uh, he said "Why did you go to four four two? I said, "Well, we had to win the game, so we got two up front." Yeah. He says. Uh, We've never practiced this. I said I didn't know how to play it. Uh-huh. Oh, seriously. And I was, I was like, let me just walk away here because, and and this is what <laughs> you remember. Everybody used to play four four two. You know, I remember walking in in a, my first game at Bolton. Bruce would just quarter to two, one to fourteen, and then he put a couple of names on the blackboard, and a couple of names were who were picking up from corners, and that was, that was it. it. That was it. No, that was it. Yeah. Seriously, it was just it was it was it was weird. In but, many ways, though, I understand that because I suppose for ninety minutes you've got eleven players making decisions in their brain. Yeah, you can't train that. No. You can't. You can't have a formation for that, can you? I I, I always say that. I think if you you can work on certain things, yeah, of course, organisation, exactly, and you can try and replicate certain things where you want players to do certain things. Yeah. But I always say to them. It will never ever be exactly the same as what we train. So if a diff, you know a player might just that you're playing against in in your shadow play, might be two meters or two yards Either. to the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. You've then you can't then relate on what we've just been doing. You've then got to make a decision. a decision based on the picture that you see in front of you, and that's why that's why I think game management. That's why it's important that players are able to adapt. You know, and 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 when and the higher you and go, to be, and by the to be by the head coach or manager, to feel free enough to express themselves. Exactly, and it's important. I just think that's why I say I always, I just think in the world, 
there's probably one or two, three teams good enough to play out from the back. Man City is one. Barcelona, Barcelona used yeah. to be. Yeah. But then, you know, we, 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 we're struggling then. <laughs> I, watched, I went to Man United, Liverpool the other week and uh, they just, they, Man United tried to play out from the back at all cost. And Maguire at one stage was that, didn't know where, he kicked the ball out of play. Seriously, he just kicked the ball out of play. And I'm thinking that surely as a, as a, as a manager, results are, you, you can get results by, what, what's, what's the obsession by playing out from the back? I think I, I'm on, on LinkedIn and there was a, a post there saying uh, eight goals in the Premier League last year or, or the year before were scored by uh, playing out from the back. No goals were scored when the keeper kicked it into the opposition half and, and you know try and win second balls. Then my question would be, how many goals were scored from playing out from the back? I bet you it was more than eight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. So I just believe I just believe in, in getting into the opposition half as quickly as possible and then final third, go and express yourself. Yeah. Make good decisions. Absolutely. To be it's fair, not rocket science, there's is millions, it? There's millions that agree with you. So, um, you, you had to leave West Brom in the end, I suppose. Yeah, you, you know, I you, did, yeah. you, you've got your left. Is it fair to say after leaving West Brom that perhaps, yeah, yeah, you, you stopped enjoying yeah. it because oh, you went I, to Stockport, yeah. Hull, yeah. Yeah. Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd completely lost the the appetite in my uh, in my my last year, and you know, we we won't, <laughs> won't go into it for too much because. You know, once once we start talking about it, I'll just start raging. So it's after twenty years, I still feel the same, you know, about this person. So uh, it it is what it is. A manager was that? Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I played fifty six games that season, and I knew I knew that that I was going to be released. So I didn't want to give him the joy of telling me face to face because I knew that he would that would have loved that. So I went to see John Wilde, and John said, "I just can't believe you know you're the player of the season for me." Um, but he's, he's decided to clear the decks and I went yeah that's fair enough so I just drove home my wife was ringing me you've got to go back he wants to talk to you he wants to tell you himself I went nah forget about it so you know it's it's then a lot of the clubs you know on Bossman's they had to get rid of people so there was a couple couple of clubs that were interested I was training for myself you know what you do when you train for yeah. yourself you never put it in yeah. when you know because I was always very fit and then the the wrong club came at the right time you know Stockport were just it, it was just a million miles from Absolutely. from from what you know I was at the training ground you know we'd have chips and sausages after the game for lunch and stuff and everything and, uh, that you yeah, were not oh, used to and I said then I said oh don't this club will be will be you know in league two well it, it ended up in, in conference north in the national I? yeah but they you know they, they, they're well backed but you know and so Carlton came in uh, I was I was on a three month contract. Oh, fuck it. it took me two two hours to get to Stockport in in the morning, and then two hours back. And I was, oh. it was just oh, oh, I'd I'd lost the appetite for yeah. football anyway. So um, then Brian rang me, Brian Little, uh, who had worked with at West. You'd Brian. worked with him before, hadn't you? Yeah. So he said, uh, "Fancy coming to Hull." So he said, "You only have to train on on Thursdays and Fridays, Mondays and Tuesdays. Go and train somewhere else." But he didn't tell me. You know, there was a game every every Tuesday, <laughs> so I had to go in on Mondays. But I tell you what, it took me less to go to Hull than yeah. what it took took me to go to to yeah. Stockport. So I love playing for Brian. Yeah. You know, I think he's, he's a good great, man. Oh, great, great man. Um, you know, I think one of the teachers at school said he wrote a little passage in his book about you. You know, because he thought I was going to be a handful, and he couldn't believe. You know, what what nice a guy I was. Well, easy I, to deal with. Uh, yeah. So so he uh, no, I loved it. Brian used to train, you know, and used to used to try and nutmeg everybody. And if he nutmegged you, he just run away with his arm in the air. He was a proper player, by oh, the way. Oh, he was class, 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 class. So we do possession and five sides, you know, all the time. And I, I used to love it. So, I, and then this is the man that he is. We played Southend away. We're in League Two. We're top for a long time. We'd lost one or two. So we're fourth. One nil down at half time. So he comes in. So his team talk was Boys, just going to ask you this nicely because he wasn't a ranter and a raver. So uh, he says, uh, If you want a bastard in charge next week, you know, somebody that's going to run the F out of you and, 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 and be nasty and shout at you, 
just do what you're doing continue what you're doing and he'll be here next week if you want me to stay you know you just go out there and, and get a result we lost 2-0 and he was gone so he knew Mo- it was coming yeah Jan Moby came in and it was I was one of four players five over over 30 and uh, so he was it was the last four or five games of the season he was look at, looking around and in the end he said to me you know you're the only one I want to, want to stay but you've got to move up so <laughs> so I said nah forget that I, I just I just I just couldn't do it so um, and then Clive Stapleton he was the one of it was the chairman at uh, Hevel in, yeah. uh, in, in who was at Den- West Brom yeah yeah in De- in Denmark in Kure so it's about half an hour from uh, from uh, from Copenhagen Jan Sørensen who was the Warsaw manager was the he was the Vidrover manager. He's a good lad as well. Oh yeah, yeah. he was Funny the v, he was the Vidrover manager who 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 owned whose owner was Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. So I lived with him for uh, for three months. So I flew in on a on a Wednesday, when I flew back on a on a on a Sunday, and did that for for three months. But I, my head just gone. gone. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was nice to to go and 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 play abroad again, but. Mentally, I, I'd, I'd given up, you know, so I, I retired. I think it was about four days before my 34th birthday. And even now, you know, I remember Hammy saying to me uh, a couple of years ago, he said, when did you retire? I said, I was just shy of 34. He said, you could have easily played till you were 30, 38, 39. And I, I went, yeah, probably could, but you know what? It just broke me, that that, that one season. Yeah. I just... I, I, the love had gone. Oh, training was horrendous. You know, we used to call it murder ball. Where you, so, where normally you'd play at Ajax, you played possession to keep possession. There, you had to get the ball back as quick as possible, and once you had it back, you had to give it back yeah. to him. So, oh, I used to seriously, I used to hate it every um, month. Oh, it was just every just, day Mondays. It was like ah, oh, just you know, and then it's closer. It came to the to the game. You know, and I was starting to do things that I normally that I wouldn't have done before. So in that sense, it, it you know I wanted to stay in the team. So yeah, I started tackling and and working hard and hooking balls on where normally I would have controlled. That's not you it. though, is it? It wasn't, and it just you know what I just completely. This was at West Bromwich. Yeah, 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 yeah. It completely destroyed you know my appetite for the game. So then I didn't do anything for for about five years, and then at thirty nine, um, you know I, I thought. I've tried different things and this is probably the only thing that I know it's time to to give something back and start making a living again so uh so yeah started coaching kids and getting back into to non-league football so just a little bit um who's the best you played with well the obvious name would be you know be from Buster but you know if you, if you go and and you you look at at I'll probably have to say Enzo Maresca he was, he, he was some player at West Brom. He was unreal. He was unreal. You know, and and um, he told me afterwards when when he when he he told me afterwards when Juventus came and watched him, yeah. and then I recalled the games and he was just trying to do everything by himself, but he could. Yeah. You know, he was he was class, lovely lad as well. I think he's the he's the manager of Parma, isn't he, Palmer, at the moment? Yeah. I don't think they're doing fantastically well, so I'm just hoping you now that that he that he succeeds. But he was. He, he was he was quality 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 kid and uh, and a quality player. Best you played against? Uh, it would probably be Ruud Gullit. You know he was he was playing for PSV. I yeah. then moved to Volendam and I moved to Fortuna Sittard. He wasn't bad, was he? He was not. On, you know what would we say? He wasn't. He wasn't good on the square meter yeah. on the square yard yeah. technically, yeah. but. See, this is he could this, ping it anyway. Oh my god! But this is where I'll go back to. This is this is when this is for me the epitome of you know seventy four. I was six, yeah, didn't really realize it. Seventy eight, lost to Argentina in the World Cup yeah, final. Hit the well. post in the last minute. They, by the way, said if they thought that if they'd won, yeah. they wouldn't have come out of the country alive. Eighty eight. I was at Leitzer Square, which is the main square in Amsterdam. Yeah. The semi final against Germany. That was. That was our final, you know, beating them from Bastion sliding in and just getting it past the Germany goalkeeper. And then the final, you know, Gullit with his dreadlocks when he hits, that's the second one in. But from Bastion's first goal was 
pure, <laughs> pure genius, man. It's it's they were it's, a team. Holland oh, so Hullet is to be has to be up there with 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 one of the all time greatest. Who's the toughest you played against? I always they always ask me that, and you oh you you remember the guy used to play for Oxford Grey. He was the Darlington manager. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember his first name. He was only little. He started in the tunnel, standing on your toes, elbowing <laughs> you in the chest, and he just the referee wouldn't look. He'd punch you in the balls, and oh, he was horrible, horrible. Alex Ray, I didn't enjoy playing against. He was like a little rat, you know, getting amongst you. The Wolves midfielder. Yeah, and Rangers. But then the one that that I hated playing against was Phil Parkinson. You used to stand in the tunnel and you know what was going to come, you know, from... He wasn't the greatest player in the world, but he, he kicked lumps out of you. But you knew you were in for a game when he puts his gum shield in, you know, what before the game. And you're thinking, you're putting the gum shield in, nobody's going to hit you. Football. Just, yeah, but you're going to kick lumps out of everybody out there anyway. There's no need for you to put a gum shield in. Oh, I used to hate playing against Phil. Oh. Favourite manager? Bruce, yeah, by 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 country mile. and Brian as well. I love I love Brian. Brian Little was class, you know. Uh, so kind-hearted, you know. When he came to the Albion, you know, we we didn't realise, you know, the problems he was going through at, yeah. at, at home, yeah. and and you know, Alan used to say, you know, to him, oh, let me take training, and but he he what I think to to take his mind off it, he just wanted to play five aside so that he could join yeah, in and, and just in. just just yeah. forget about it for. You know, for for some of the time, and uh, but then my first coach in well, you can't, you can't forget Johan Cruyff. He was, he was unbelievable. But my my coach at uh, Volendam, who gave me a chance and always believed him in, Leo Stegman, his name was. Um, he was quality as well. We used to. I was one of three uh, pros. The other one was Randy Samuel, who played for Canada in the '82 World Cup. One of the first Canadians to play in the Dutch uh, Eredivisie yeah. with PSV. And Stephen van Dorpel, we uh, and then Arnold's brother Kerry Muren was the yeah, was the assistant yeah. coach. He died way too young. And if you ever want to see something unbelievable, go go into Google and and put in Kerry Muren G E R R I E Muren, Sevilla, Bernabeu. Yeah, ball comes through the air. He plays for Seville, drops it dead on his foot. Juggles it about five six times and then plays on and gets a standing ovation. Watch it. Just just Google that. So he was the assistant uh, manager. But just to go back to 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 Stephen uh, Stephen van Dorpel, he was he was the striker. I was I was eighteen. I think Stephen was twenty one. And at the end of the season, they because um, there's a lot of Suriname people. You know, Gullit is from Suriname heritage. So to give something back to there, they always used to fly back and play a game. And. On landing, this plane crashed and and he died, and um, out of the the twenty players that went, three survived, and there was seven that I that I played with. So, and one was one of my uh, classmates as well. And Stevens, you know, I played with him wow. for that year. It's the first funeral I ever went with in my life, and I just I just can remember yeah. just just they because they were from Suriname Heritage, so yeah. they were dancing with the cover, and I just remember just crying, crying yeah. my eyes out. Yeah, you would. And it left such a, an imprint, you yeah. know, on me. And it's eighty-five. It was the the anniversary a couple of years ago, and wow. just 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 you know, as a young that that left you know an imprint on me for uh, you know I still think about it now. So, I mean, for anybody to go through oh, stuff, but for yeah. a young man, but and friends. Um, do you have a, a favourite goal that you scored? People, people of course, you know, go and talk about the the, the Leicester game, uh, yeah. which is you know unbelievable. I told you I went to my daughter's graduation. It was at Pride Park, and uh, I remember the manager shouting at me, "Pass the effing ball! Pass the effing ball!" So I yeah. thought, I know what, I'm just going to let fly, and it just flew from 35 yards off the post, off the post in. Um, but yeah, the Leicester one. I think <laughs> if you showed anybody and the kids at my school still yeah. talking about, you know, Miss Sneaks, Miss Sneaks, that ball got stuck in the stanchion. How did that happen? <laughs> you know what I mean. But the funniest thing yeah. about it is, if you watch it again, and I haven't watched it back that much because I, I don't. That's not. It's not. I don't like doing that. But there's a woman behind the goal who points at it, and I thought that's the funniest bit about it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's. Uh, but yeah, 
you know, it's probably the goal that, that everybody remembers. You're, you're at high class school, are you? I am. You're yes. at high class school doing yeah. coaching and PE and all that sort of yes. stuff. Yeah. Are you finished with the game at, at the top level? Do you think? I've never. You know what? In all these times, I, I think I've got quite a lot to give. Um, you know, when when Jeremy Peace was at, at the club. Mm. You know, like at other clubs that we that you spoke about mm. before at Blues, you know, they, they seem to be getting rid of all the ex-players, and I think a lot of clubs do that because they know they're a threat because mm. they probably think they know more than them. You know, there's a lot of non-footballing people, and you know they've got a lot of knowledge, but I think you need to have some ex-pros, you know, in 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 your in your program because they know what it feels to play in front of those people on that particular pitch and that, again we go back to Ajax and that's where they are good and that's why Man City are good they've got you know all ex-players as coaches as much as they can they've got specialist coaches same with Bayern Munich and places yeah. specialist coaches who, like Brian Roy he'll be a winger, yeah. winger coach you know pass his experiences and, and what to do in certain situations so uh, yeah you're at an age where you just think you know, just want to want to enjoy it. Want to enjoy watching football, and and if it comes, it comes. But you know, I think that that train has passed a long time ago. Richard, it's been amazing. Thanks so much for being no. a guest. Thank you. No, loved thank you it. so much. Thanks for it. coming. Loved, loved really it. enjoyed it. Absolutely. And uh, and thanks to the parakeets for keeping oh, quiet. They have been quiet. <laughs> when they came, I was thinking, oh my days, this is going to be this is going to be one of these where you've got to edit literally everything, and we've got to do it again. But. No. They'd be great. They'd Listen, be good. Folks, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have doing it. Um, leave us a review, if you would. Good, bad or indifferent. We always like to know where we can uh, improve. And until the next time, stay safe.